Hello friends, how are you? My name is Colm and this is the Sober Mess podcast and you're very welcome. Today I am in absolute awe of the guests I have today. He is uh, one of my best pals, he's one of my mentors, he's an incredible human being and an incredible energy. He's a purple belt in jiu-jitsu, he's a life coach, entrepreneur and he's just an incredible human being. So, Mr. John Byrne, the man himself, how are you? Colm, I'm amazing, and your afternoon made me start crying at the start. That was, that <laughs> okay, was, that was gorgeous, man. Thank you so much. Oh, man, well deserved. I love you so much, and thank you so much for, for having me today. Man, it's, I great, love, it's great to be here. I love the bones of you. And Do you know something, pal? This has been a long time coming. Oh, man, every time you're rolling in jiu-jitsu, I'm always asking you to come down and get on the podcast. Long time coming, long I, want, time I wanted it, people to see the energy of this man it's absolutely incredible the positivity and uh, just the person that he is he's an absolute gem well we're going to dial it in today bro we're going to dial it in today for all the people that are listening all your friends all the families all the people the loved ones anybody today we're going to dial in the energy and we're hoping to bring through a nice message and we're going to share hopefully some of the conversations that you and me have been having for the past couple of years yes uh, we sometimes call them deep chats on the mats yeah but today we're, we're dialing it in on a sunday yeah. which is a holy day which i like as well uh, so yeah looking forward to it oh man it's absolutely powerful and yeah I like that when we're doing the jiu jitsu and we're just having the chats man and just talking about life the, the real life stuff not the superficial stuff or the fake stuff it's just the real stuff how are you doing today how are you really doing what's going on and talking about philosophy and yeah just the the beauties of life man and the gratitude like and you like you're one of the most like positive and grateful people that I know out there like how do you think you um, like how did you like build that personality and that energy like what was it what's a bit of your story like bring us right back to a bit of your story and what brought you to where you're at today i suppose that's a hard question to understand where that where does that come from and i don't want to go on that this is a whole religious thing but ultimately i do believe in jesus christ mm -hmm. and i do believe in love and i believe in the power of love and i believe that the highest vibration on this planet is love and through my whole life, I've tried to ha have a dedicated focus on loving, first of all, myself, my family, my wife, my children, pets, animals, the planet. And I think just trying to vibrate at that higher level and ultimately trying to be generous. So I think from a very young age, I've always, I would literally give you the, the, the clothes off my back. I'd give anything away mm. because I always believed that I'd be fine and I, I would, no matter whatever I gave away, I would somehow be able to manifest another jumper or another pair of underpants, whatever <laughs> I managed to give away. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I think that that's always been a part of, you know, gratitude as well. I've always tried to, you know, reading books, reading different Christian books, reading different self-help books. I've always been on, on my own kind of path. I think in a lot of ways I wrecked school, was a complete, suffered from ADHD, destroyed school, couldn't learn, had terrible learning difficulties. And so when I came out of school, it was tough when I was about 19. I always remember it was quite tough because I didn't know what I was going to do. Didn't, and I ended up in the building sites for a little bit, thought I was a carpenter, but realized I was actually the worst carpenter on earth. Couldn't measure anything, was terrible at mathematics. However, I did have a gift for communication. And okay. God bless, my father's not with me now, but he managed to get me into like a small sort of like business development sales job early, which I was able to try and develop the communication side of things. Uh, 
But overall, I think it's interesting when you go back to, you know, thinking about you know, a lot of young kids at the moment at 19, 18, it is a t- it's a tough age to be when you just leave school, not knowing what am I going to do. Yeah. And that can take time for people to realize. So I think I definitely remember just, I read a lot of different, I used to read just a book with the self-help books as well, spiritual books. As, and it's funny, myself and Colin that I'm here today, we've shared so many topics of books that you and me have read together, mm. like the most random authors, mm. Emmett Fox being one of them that we mentioned there during the yeah. week. He used to talk about the Sermon on the Mount, right? What, the, what, you know, what was the teaching in the Sermon on the Mount? Yeah. And that's another thing as well in terms of grief. One of the things that we all have to struggle with in life is grief, you know, because we're all going to have to bury people. And that's why I try and say to a lot of my friends at the moment to try and get as many people to actually get engaged and, and have weddings because we're going to have enough funerals in this life. Uh, so I think also, you know, being able to manage grief and, and what grief could, could can bring in life, right, and, and how that's going to manifest itself. And I think, you know, that's a path we all have to walk and we all have to try and support people through, through, through that path as well. So... Yeah, I think, I, I think just trying to ed- educate yourself really around spirituality, your own spirituality, and ultimately how you want to be as a person. And if I'm to try and distill all this down, people on earth, you know, ultimately we have a choice between fear and love. Mm. Fear and love, okay? The, the voice of fear will want you to lock your doors, stay at home, buy more security, uh, not go out as much, not speak to people. Whereas the, the voice of love is ultimately where you're trying to open your heart, be generous. Something that we've always spoken about is, you know, the act of giving, mm. not just giving your possessions, but, you know, giving your time, giving charity. I know, and this is something that, and I think this is why we connect so well, Colin, because we, we, we're on the same vibration, right? Mm. We connect in the same vibration. Because anytime I say stuff like that to you, you know, that's something that, that you actively do. You're, you're an active giver, yeah? Be it of your time, be it of how you help other people coach other people through their struggles so i think those that that's why we kind of i don't know vibe off each other mm, yeah, that's why we vibe off each other because we're, we're both very similar in that in that yeah. sense right we're both you know we've both probably we're both i don't know we, i'd say we're kind of both in terms of spirit we're both very we're elders in spirit nearly we're quite like we're well i wouldn't i'm not like making a big thing we're definitely <laughs> wise beyond our years in terms of spirit yeah 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 a hundred percent a hundred percent yeah, yeah, and man, look, it's it's them old souls, and I think like you, I think when you've been through things in life, you kind of realise what's important, and if anything, it kind of gives you that wisdom, and I think wisdom is uh, comes to fruition because it's like painful experiences where you learn the wisdom of life and being able to like yeah, look, I think when you've been through life a few times and been through a few rounds in life, you kind of learn that like you haven't really got. Time, like you realize life is transient and you'd rather like have the important conversations and, and be around people that make you feel better and support you and lift you up and you know it's like that quote you know everyone has two lives and your your second life starts when you realize you've only got one life you know and it's that things so i hear life short you know life goes by so quick and it's so fragile and you know being able to sit down and have like in, in conversations and be inspired by certain books, certain authors, and you know, being able to have like these these conversations, and I think naturally, like you gravitate towards people that's on your level, because as you grow in life, 
you start your like your your circle and your community starts to change as well. Like we're not meant to be around the one circle of people in, in life. You know, as as we grow, we, you gravitate towards other people who are on the same level as you, and on the same um, path, path and outlook on life. And you know, and it's it's that connection. And I remember hearing someone say, you know, like there's two types of people in life: are the are the bees and the flies. And bees are always like attracted to the honey and the sweetness and the positivity in life. Where the, the flies are always attracted to the crap in life, you know what I mean? And it's that thing to try and surround yourself with good, positive people, good, positive, and bees, and you know, feel that feel the energy of those people that lived you, like, you know 100%. what I mean? And you want people that are in line with your higher purpose, mm. okay? And it's okay in life, you know, as you grow, you will realize you will you will change friends as you move throughout life. Yeah, you know, I've gone, you know, you will change friends because sometimes you will outgrow certain groups of friends. You'll understand that other groups of friends did not have your higher purpose in line with who you are or what you're trying to do. And that's it's almost like a, a, a snake shedding its skin, like you're trying to shed new skin, you're trying to keep on growing. Yeah. But it's always so, so important to make sure the people around you have your highest purpose, uh, you know, and that they love you and that they want to help and they want what is best for you. Okay, because a lot of people can get caught with other groups of friends where they can go down the wrong path. You know, they're trying to take advantage of them. They're trying to, you know, bring them down different paths, which is which is not in line with where they should be going. So that's something people should always, always be aware of and to check and to know that it's okay if the certain people that you think you're hanging around with, right, are not in line with your highest intention. Yeah. And whatever, this is probably a bad thing to say, but, you know, I went through parts of my life where I had to purge people out of my life. Yeah. Well, and that's not because it was like... A, an AA thing or a, a Narcotics Anonymous thing or any of that stuff. It was just naturally that I felt that they weren't in line with my higher purpose. Yeah, yeah. You know, and and you, if they weren't in line with my higher purpose and I was going to continue on traveling, then it was just like, I'm not going to, you know, take time to be like ringing them up or chasing them. You know, and there's some friends where I did try for years and then you eventually kind of feel like you're just banging your head off a brick wall. What's yeah, the point? Yeah, it's mad. And it's it's that thing where, like, if you keep doing the same thing over and over, you're going to keep getting the same results. And I always liked out the circle of lads that I hung around with that the most important thing was, like, going to the pub and getting that kind of, you know, the, the camaraderie of the pub and just talking crap and sitting in the corner and just drinking to oblivion every weekend and thinking this was amazing. Like, you'd feel crap all week. And then Friday, Saturday, it's the best time of your life. Then Sunday, you're feeling awful. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, feeling depressed, feeling like you're living in this black and white TV but then at the weekend you're out with the lads and you know these lads probably don't even know your, your, barely know your second name they don't know anything about you but we're all there putting on the mask and trying to just play play the happy fucking life's amazing but we're all drinking to drinking to oblivion like you yes. know and, and I found out when I got sober I thought well I'm going to miss out on so much like I'm going to miss out on the lads all the lads think the whole world is out having a party and I'm not invited because I'm sober you know and then like the, you meet other people like you're like yourself or meeting people on through like hiking or through sea dipping or people into self-development and doing work on themselves and you realise hold on there's way there's so much more to life than the then when you the 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 thing that you're set to believe that it's just sitting in the pub talking crap talking shit and just being a sheep then when you kind of step away from that you can separate the trees from the wood and see wow there actually is so much more to life like and you will attract those people, circumstances, places, and things into your life when you start on that path. And when you start vibrating at a higher level, yeah. naturally, 
right? When you pull yourself out of that rut, let's call it, of like going to the pub every Friday on the sesh, and you pull yourself out of that rut, you will naturally attract people, circumstances, and things around you that are in line with your new path. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's where you start talking about your tapping into, you know, meeting new people that are like, and then it's like opens up a whole new world that you might not have been aware of was there, yeah. but it's only because maybe your eyes were closed, right? Uh, but you will it's natural as well and that whole thing I'm a total believer in like manifestation okay mm. you know manifesting and it goes back to all the great books you can go back and read all the great books but all of them believe in the power of your imagination okay they believe in the power of your visualization okay and the power of your mind okay that what you think believe and achieve you know ultimately you will start the world will start forming around that vision okay start yeah. forming around you on that path yeah. okay and you're an incredible example of that okay and also, your other people that you know are incredible examples of that. And I am an, an example of that. And other people that I know. And that would spread like a tree, okay? Yeah. Those branches keep going out and out and out. Where other people, you know, th that they will start that path and they'll start drawing in different people, bringing in that energy. And that's where they can have proper, like, you know, powerful. realizations, yeah. powerful reawakenings. And that's amazing that we have that on Earth, right? Yeah. But know that people can tap into it. And what it takes is... You know, maybe meditation, time to think, writing down your goals. What am I trying to achieve? January, we're nearly out of January, but like it's a great time to write down some goals, right? What am I trying to achieve this? What am I about this year? What yeah. do I want to try and do this year? Yeah. Right? yeah. What did I, you know, what, what can I try and do to push myself a little bit this year? Mm. Between work, training, life, relationships, friendships, could be going traveling, right? Yeah. What, how can I try and get the most out of life this year? And these are questions you can ask yourself, right? So once again, Colin, we know you do a lot of coaching. I do a lot of coaching as well. But also, you know, you can do self-coaching. You can ask yourself those questions and meditate on those questions and then be able to try and think about those questions about, you know, what is it that I want to get that is in line with my higher purpose? What do I want to try and do this year for myself that will help me? You know, so take the time in those quiet moments to ask yourself those questions yeah. and, and, and inquire your own consciousness and meditate on it and, and see what comes up for you. Yeah, it's wild, isn't it? And I found out that I never actually stopped long enough to have a look at them things. I was always on the go, 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 distracting myself. And I was I just always stayed busy because it was like a coping mechanism. That I actually, it was like pushing this empty cart. I was never going anywhere. But then I think when I actually stopped and started to journal down, I was like, what, what is it I want to go after? What is it I want to achieve? You know, and then, I, as you said, I visualised it as if it already happened. And, you know, like that with the sports or the, 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 with the business or anything, that all this good stuff that came into my life it was having that positivity and, and and like you know people that we talk about as well um joe dispenser and you know wayne dyer talk about the power of positivity you know if you visualize something how you bring it in front of you like you know and wayne dyer also has that quote that if you change the way you look at things the things you look at change love that and love oh that. man it's powerful and that's it it's like you look out the window you can ask yourself do i live in a positive world or a negative world like if i wake up in the morning and look at the news on my phone and see the wars and see the chaos and i'll convince myself i live in such a shite world this is terrible and um, this is awful and I hate who I am I hate my home I hate my car I hate my job I hate my phone everything it's just this darkness but if you wake up in the morning and say don't look at the phone and meditate for a little bit you know what I mean do your little journey and write stuff that down that you're grateful for you know so look out true. the window so true. see see nature you know see the see the clouds out there see the birds out there flying around you know the, the, the beauty of nature and little just channel into that positivity that's available to us and it's all about what what you know that what fundamental decision do you want to make that you live in a happy world or you live in a cruel world but it's all about what we choose to uh, connect into 
what you're bringing up for me there is like two things, protecting your energy and mm-hmm. then also trying to protect your consciousness. Okay, so every human being is endowed with consciousness and consciousness is sacred. Mm-hmm. Okay, and consciousness is essentially us being aware to say, I am. I am John, I am Colin, I am sitting here now, but I'm consciously aware. And it's quite interesting with humans now with our phones and you brought up a great point that uh, an incredible woman, Marianne Williamson, makes, and she has a, an incredible quote, which I won't be able to read off the top of my head. But she says, when you get up in the morning, when people do start reading the news and reading about the wars and what is going on in the world, you're literally downloading all of that dark energy straight into you for breakfast. You haven't even left the house yet. Mm. And you've just taken on all of the world's troubles immediately, okay? So try and protect that energy by been very careful and selective as to what you are reading in the morning, okay? Mornings are a sacred time. They're sacred. Morning is sacred. You know, and it was the sun rises and the energy starts for the day. As you start for the day, it's a sacred time. Mm-hmm. You know, so you've got to be able to protect that and protect your energy and protect your consciousness and understand, well, what am I putting into my mind, right? What yeah. am I reading, okay? And there's enough damaging stuff out there that are d- destroying young men's minds, okay? Be it pornography, be it addiction, abuse, uh I don't know, all types of stuff on the internet, okay? And that can, that's destroying young men. Let's talk a little bit about, you know, what, let's, and I'm not going to get in this, this hole, but like, let's look what happened in Dublin recently, okay, with the riots. Let's understand that a lot of those young men and women that were out in Dublin City that day, I wouldn't see, if you sat down with them and tried to have a political conversation and you asked them to describe what is a conservative, what is a nationalist, what is, what does left wing mean, what does right wing mean, and that none of them will be able to tell you what's left or right probably, okay? Mm. However, whatever they've been fed on the internet is causing them to get up out of their houses and take to the streets, okay? And for whatever reason, end up in a situation like that, okay? Yeah. But the internet, whatever social media sites a lot of people are on, are ending them up uh, in very dark places and it's given them a view of the world that is not necessarily true, yeah. but it's been fed to them by an algorithm on a, on a phone and people need to understand now with their phones your phone is one of the most smartest supercomputers in the world and it's in your hand and it's there 24 7 and most of us are all addicted to our phones let's be honest but you have to be so so like i'm, I'm what's i'm speaking from uh from from you know if it's strip back my news content i was like let's say with the war in gaza i had to literally just stop there for a while and i went so deep down the gaza rabbit hole that it was just every day 24 7 i was watching watching the news and obviously i'm kind of going i need to take a step back from this because as much as i do care and i want to be aware and i want to have my awareness up it's actually to the point where is this actually having a good or a bad impact on my life mm-hmm. it's probably having a negative impact on me at this stage right because it's too much Mm. you know so it's just one thing so yeah once again if that mesh today just being conscious of that and being conscious of what you're letting in yeah. your home is sacred and your house and your head and your consciousness is your home right yeah. would you let a stranger into your home right so just be careful that's the same yeah. way in terms of like what the type of content you're letting in uh, another fantastic show if people haven't watched it it's called The Social Dilemma it's on Netflix but it will describe everything I'm telling you right there about the power of your phones, right? Mm. And how people are ending up getting arrested at protests that they knew nothing about or a cause they knew nothing about until their phone started pumping them, whatever it is, through Instagram, yeah. Twitter, Facebook or whatever. And suddenly they're radicalised out of nowhere. It's crazy, isn't it? And, and it's that thing, man, like if you were eating like crappy food and it was like making you feel crap, you know, it was like your your diet. I and mean, when you change around your diet, you start to feel better. You're like, 
well, okay, obviously you need to stay away from tomatoes and, and milk or whatever is just making me feel sick. And it's the same way we have like a mental diet, this, the content that we're looking at. Like on my Instagram, I go and scroll down my Instagram, it's all about philosophy, spirituality, jiu-jitsu, endurance, Iron Man, it's all inspiring stuff. And, and that's why the, like on the social dilemma, it's not all, always, the main, the main objective on like the big, big, uh, social media companies is to keep you engaged so whatever yes. content will keep dopamine up yeah whatever will keep you on so for me it's like for me it's all like philosophy spirituality jiu-jitsu for someone else it might be fashion for someone else it might be football and and it, as you said it's super smart and knows what what content will keep you engaged and keep the phone in your hand because the long they're they're just prying for your attention the more of your attention they can get the more ads you look at the more money that they'll make you know, so for for me, it was like, right, what's the stuff that I want to be kind of looking at? In in and I, I know now, like, what I found is being an absolute game changer. Is I put my phone in airplane mode, you know, eight nine o'clock, put the phone in airplane mode, and read a book. You Brilliant. know, so I'm going to bed at night with positivity. I'm not going to bed at night scrolling on the news or Instagram or whatever like that. And then in the morning, I leave my phone in airplane mode. I get up and meditate. I write that gratitude list. You know, I get a bit of fresh air in my face before I even turn on the phone. Because nice. straight away, you turn on the phone, there's WhatsApp messages, there's emails, and then you're activated. The, the primal, the fire flight is kicking in, you know? And uh, so, shit, I need to solve this problem. I need to fix this. I'm aware of this information. And, you know, and, and see, the problem as well is, and is this, I think Dave Chappelle talks about this, you know? Like we're like for kids now growing up, they've so it's so um, information is so available. Like if there's a if there, like when we were kids and there was a situation happened, you'd hear about it. Someone would tell you, you know, you might hear it on the six o'clock news, but all day you wouldn't know what's going on, and then you hear about it at six o'clock on the news. Whereas now it's twenty every moment of every second you're getting fed bad news. You know what's going on all over the world. You know yeah. about this. You know about that. Yeah. So your brain is is a primal tool that thinks you're in danger. You have all this cortisol flowing through your veins, thinking that there's a saber tooth lion about to jump on you because of the news. Because of the coffee and the stimulants and the, the emails and the traffic jam and the bills. So we're in this constant state of fear and anxiety and, and stimulation. And that's why it's important. And you said it there about the mindfulness, being in the here and now, calming down every now and again, you know, just relax, deep breaths in, what's going on? Where am I? You know, and I found that as well as being a game changer. Just even go I go for a walk. And before my head's at me, you know, I'll just, I'll look at the trees, or I'll observe the trees. Nice. I'll be present, I'll get, like Edgar Toll, you know, talks about what colour is the trees, what colour are them, the colour of them doors over there, what colour are the cars, you know, and just being right, just using my sensations around me to bring me into the here and now. Because my mind can, like, be thinking of the past, thinking of the future, you know, just this constant, like, washing machine head. And then, when I, and then that just leads to all the, I'm making up all these problems, you know. And another guy that we always quote, um, uh, Mark Twain, you know, he has this quote that, uh, you know, he's been through a lot of disasters in his life, but thankfully, most of them have never happened. You know, and we can use our mind to concoct and create situations. Like, I remember the other day I was driving into work and I was running late. And in my head, I was going, I bet you my boss is going to have a go at me over this, you know. So in my head, I was orchestrating the perfect argument. And he's going to say this, I'll say that, and he'll say this. And, and then he'll say, Colin, geez, that's the greatest argument i ever heard in my life. You're so intelligent. You're incredible. Here's a promotion and a pay rise. So I get into the job, I'm on the defense. I'm sitting there waiting for him to attack. You know, I have the war suit on, I have the helmet on, ready to go to war. And he never approaches me. You know, he doesn't even notice. But what I'm saying is that I, I was 
in this in this defense of stay because I made something up in my head as if it was real my, and my mind did not know the difference my body was releasing these these cortisol ke chemicals as if I was in a stressful situation but it wasn't I was in my car completely safe Making up but, yourself. That, but that's the power of the mind you know and again Joe Dispenza talks about this playing the, the placebo and the nocebo that placebo you give someone a sugar pill and tell them this will cure your depression this will cure your uh, arthritis what happens you do all these tests and 80, 90% of the people, they, they started to overcome the ailment, whatever it was. And nocebo is the same. You say, if you take this, to, if you believe you're sick, or if you believe you've hard life, or, you know, you believe that thing, you never get what you want, or things always go the wrong way for you, that's what's going to happen, because you believe. And that's, again, it's the power of attraction attraction in our mind, you know. And the law of attraction. The law of attraction. You know, Bob Proctor talks about this, Tony Robbins, you know, all these guys who talk about the power of our thoughts and our words and you know the people that we surround ourselves with and it's 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 and and, and that's the thing man if we can and you said if you we can make these simple changes and uh, just uh, even how we think about ourselves or how we talk about ourselves or just simple habits of instead of waking up and looking at the news or comparing ourselves to the guy next door he's more money than me he's a bigger garden than me whatever it is like just come back to the here and now and try and practice them little simple things like mindfulness meditation reading positive books or being around positive people and it's an absolute game changer it's how you show up mm. you know what you're bringing up for me there is obviously practicing the practicing your presence yeah and this is something that can take years but it's very much and it goes back to obviously not having phones but so if i'm coaching i am listening like eye to eye i'm like i suppose in some ways i'm nearly coaching with you now in the sense that i'm just with you in every moment and listen to everything absolutely you say to me so you're trying to practice that presence in the sense that the only moment we have is now. Mm. That is the only moment you have is right now, the present moment. And yeah. it's like that all the time. It's not the future and not the past. It is the present moment, which is right now. So a lot of people, it's about, you know, un understanding as well, when you're with your friends, when you're with your wife, your friends, your loved one, your partners, your mates, it's about being present for them as well. Mm. Okay? Really being present. And what does that mean for, for certain people? That ultimately means no thought. Presence. Consciousness being aware with them and being with them, right? And then obviously you can think about how people can get distracted with phones and stuff like that. But when you really sit with somebody and you really be present for them, and the, the greatest barometers of presence on this earth, if anybody wants to understand to what presence really is and who can be the greatest teacher of presence is our children, mm. okay? Children live in the here and now more than anybody. And if you'll notice some parents out there if they're listening to this, and if they know if they're not listening to their kids properly, and they're kind of giving them half half attention but looking at something else, the kids will tell you straight away. The kids will tell you straight away, no, 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 that net, you need give me your attention now. Right? You need to come into the now with me. You're over there looking, come now, right? And the kids, that's why children are so blessed and you know, because there's the innocence and, and the glory of God that they have is that they are in the present moment all the time. Yeah. Yeah, they don't worry about dad's this or that mom's gotta do this. You know, they're just with you in the present moment now because they love you. They love you now. And they want you to love them now, okay? And that's the same as for children. And that's the way we need to show up for our friends, for our parents, you know, that you love them now and that you're with them in this present moment. And that is powerful that you're giving up yourself to be with them, okay? And the more you can do that and the more you can... And once again, this is a book me and self and column talk about that people haven't read it, The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle, a spiritual classic. The man nearly killed himself 
at the start he had he had he had his own type of awakening uh, and he talks a lot about practicing your presence yeah. right and that can be so simple as to say yeah go out and go for a walk sit in the park bench get out to the 40 foot get out sit in the sea and just really try and dial yourself into the present moment and understand that, that is all we have on this earth now is that moment and that you must make every single second count because as Colm says you know it's a finite life that we have and we're here to learn the lessons that we need to learn and we need to be open up to find out well what are those lessons I need to earn, learn on this earth now that I'm going to be taking with my spirit and my soul when I get brought back up again yeah. okay wherever that is that I'm going to get brought back up to mm. yeah it's so true man and I love that what you said earlier you know about the like love and love and fear you know the higher power of love and the lower power of fear and just being in the here and now, and yeah, man, kids are like, they do it so like, like intuitively. They're just in, they're in the, they're when they're in the playground, they're not worrying about, geez, what, what will I have for dinner later? Yeah, what am I going to say to me, boss? Yeah, oh my God, I have to yeah, pay well, me bloody morgues at the end of the month. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they're, they're just, having a they're great just, time. Yeah, just in the here and now. And, that's, and the funny thing is, man, it's like, we spend, when your kids are kind of like, get to the age, and when your dad's like, come on, you need to grow up, stop playing with your toys, grow up, put a shirt and toy on, get a job, blah, blah, blah. And then you're in your 30s or 40s, depressed out of your head, in front of a therapist, and the therapist <laughs> is like, do you know what you need? You need to be more like a kid. You need to be more childlike. Stop taking your life so serious. Let's go out there and join a, a fun club, jiu-jitsu, or run on a hike and see it. And then start being more childlike. And that's the thing is like, be childlike. You know what I mean? Be more like a kid. And you know, and, and this this thing of trying, I oh, should be a certain way. I I need to stand up to this ex inner this inner expectation that I have of myself. And then the perfectionism starts to kick in. And I remember that for years, man. I was way too hard on myself. Look, I've been play, remember playing football matches and I'd score a hat-trick but I beat myself up over the shot that hit the post and you're like just just you're putting these unrealistic expectations on yourself you're held to like have love and compassion for everyone around you like what you said have love and compassion for everyone around you but unable to bring it into yourself because that inner critic and I don't, I don't know where it came from and another guy that we listen to Ram Daz talks about how like we're, when we get to a certain age we have this voice that go, starts in our head and goes well you're not as you're not as tall as that guy over there you're not as fast as that guy and straight away the inner critic starts the ego the ego the ego. ego yeah the ego which and is the very e dangerous you have to yeah. be so careful the ego and we start to connect into that and believe and think we're less than everyone else and you know and, 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 and another one that Ram Daz talks about was that like if you walked into a forest like if you walk into a forest you see all these different trees different shapes and sizes some are tall some are skinny some are short some are broken you know some are missing leaves you know you see a, 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 you see a, the ocean there's all the, the waves are different shapes and sizes the stars are all out of different ways they're not straight or whatever and the clouds but yeah but you wouldn't judge them you say they're beautifully unique they're they're amazing you know they're perfect i love nature but yeah you'd walk into a crowd of humans they're all different shapes and sizes, and straight away we start to judge them oh he's bald oh they're overweight they're too short you know straight away we're putting everyone in boxes and judgment and you know and as we judge others that inner judgment comes back to ourselves yes you know and, and and like what you said love and the other thing about kids is that you know i had my um i had my uh my god my god my god my goddaughter up here a few weeks ago and uh, you know there's a crowd of us here in the gaff and you know when she was anyone that picked her up and looked at her she was smiling and laughing there was no judgment you know yes, she was only she's only that. like two or three months old and she's just smiling at everyone there's none of this like no fear there's no there's no nothing she hasn't been like exposed to that yet you know what i mean the, the fear the anxiety putting people in labels stereotyping prejudices none of that you know it's just pure love unconditional love and you said if you want to know 
presents young kids but if you want to have unconditional love you know infants or even animals yes, dogs yes. you know that's that's pure love that's powerful that is powerful yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's so powerful. Yeah, because and yeah, they, they they see through it all. Yeah, and the the other thing you said as well about uh, Edgar Tolley had like this awakening that's put him on this trajectory for change. What what was your kind of what was your awakening in life? Do you think that put you on because your your energy and just your outlook on life is incredible? But what was it that put you on that trajectory to discover that in yourself? I don't, honestly, I don't know. That's a very tough question. Like, I suppose grief is one thing. Losing people on this earth, right? I've lost a lot of people that are close to me. Cousins, uncles, fathers, friends. You know, for all their myriad, myriad of reasons. Lost people from suicide, all sorts. So I think grief opens up the spirit something profoundly. Because grief is an incredibly spiritual experience. As, as hard as it is that it goes through every sinew of your body. Trying to deal with grief but I also believe it opens you up spiritually if you're open to it, to understand that there is, I believe, the spirit does travel on. And I get this always strange thing with Robins. I always yeah. say this to people that Robins, like Robins will always come to me in the most, and, and there you go, you actually have it here. Look, Robins appear when loved ones are near. Mm. I swear to God, I have had the most, it's things with Robins. So Robins will come in and it's almost like, I'll know I'm on the right path if, 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 I, if the Robin comes at that certain point. So I think grief is one thing. I probably shouldn't say this in the podcast though, but I also believe psychedelic mushrooms that we used to go up to the mountains and Johnny Foxes and pick when we were like 15, 16. If we used to take mushrooms, I do always believe that once again, they ground the grounds, they're natural. They would always help open up your mind. They would open you up. They opened me up spiritually a few times, mm. like really opened me up spiritually. Uh, I could tell you loads of stories about that, you know. So, so I think that self-education and then always having a belief in spirit right and what that ever is and i don't even making this whole thing about you know going about religion all that sort of crack all the time but i'm open to everything uh, and, I, and i love everyone but you know i think that's also helped me as well my, my granny was a devout catholic she still is alive god bless her in northern ireland she lives in Derry. she always had me on the path of padre pio in terms of him and his story and i even look at his story and his story has inspired me to look at the other apparitions and you know, it's, it's hard in life. I think especially in Ireland, most of what's happened to a lot of my friends and our generation is what happened with the Catholic Church destroyed spirituality, right? With what happened with the yeah, with, all, with what they did with all the kids. It destroyed people because everybody turned against the church. And then suddenly, oh, the church and priests, and we all hate that and that's crap. And that must mean Jesus is crap and everything else is crap. And I hate religion. So it's terrible. It's, it's, it's so sad because it, 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 it blocked a lot of people off from, you know, being open to that. Mm. okay so so if, i don't know i've probably given loads there but i would say like yeah i think a mixture of like natural substances on this earth having a, a, a willingness to learn and having experiences of being close to death uh, have definitely helped me open up to understand and make sure that i want to you know just just live the way i want to live mm. you know and, and so one thing that i want to say that they said about the kids isn't it amazing that the children just love you for who you are mm. they love you for who you are they don't care right they don't care, right? Because they don't know. They just love you for who you are. And everybody should love themselves for who they are. And always be aware as to going back to what you said about the ego. Because a lot of, you know, I've read loads of books talk about the ego. Ego is the little voice in your head that will tell you that you're not good enough. That will tell you to change your clothes. That will tell you to, you know, oh, should you go in there? You know, so 
ego is something that people need it, it needs to be overcome right and ultimately as you overcome that you need to understand who is the presence that's listening to the ego mm-hmm. right there's a deeper soul inside each person and I, I try and bring this back to like it's the i am in you there is a conscious awareness that's able to listen to that voice so if you strip past the ego well who's the voice behind it well that's ultimately who that's your spirit you know and that is more powerful than the ego so it's just trying to tap into that these are things that you know can take years to learn but People just need to know that everything is out there. You know, everything's going to be okay. You know, people are all around to help and to love each other and to guide each other and to support each other. And as I'm on this, I suppose, talk, why also I think about Colm as well as you have such an incredible spirit, right? I was telling him here when I walked into his house today, I tried to choke Colm on Wednesday night, like with, and I'm strong, I'm, well, we're both, I'm pretty strong, right? Like I tried to choke him with He's everything str- I had. He just had a bench press as lorries. He, he wouldn't give it up, man, he, because he has such strength of spirit, right? Such strength of spirit. But you have had to go, you've put your, you've been forged in the fires, right? You've forged yourself in the fires because you've been through it all, brother. Mm-hmm. You've been through it all, right? Everything I'm talking about today, you've been through it all and you've come through it all, right? And that's why you are, such an incredible human being, right? And I'm not just saying that because we're on the pod today or whatever that is, but that's why, you know, but that's a, it's a great thing to share as two men, you know? Because mm. some men, you know, with the ego, oh, I can't talk like that, you know, I can't talk about love or me feelings. You know, it's that kind of old school. Yeah, put the bread in the yeah, thing. Yeah, no, put that, I'm not talking about that, you know, or that crap. But that's just not the way to be anymore. I think, you know, you need to be progressive in this life. You need to start trying to grow and to understand that it's okay to talk. If you're not feeling well, it's okay to go and tell your mates. I wish my friend Mark, God bless him, he killed himself five years ago. I wish he came to us and, t- and said he wasn't feeling well, right? But he couldn't because wherever he was at that moment, you know? So there's things like that where you think about, but it's always so important to be able to reach out to all your friends, wherever you're at, and to know everything's going to be okay. And if you're not feeling well, to go and speak to somebody, right? Yeah. All your friends love you. They're always going to try and look out for you. Uh, and to know it's going to be okay. Yeah, that's powerful. That's a bit man. of a rant, but anyway. No, man. I just thought I'd put that out there for the yeah. podcast. <laughs> no, thanks for all them kind words. I have John on the payroll here. Yeah, yeah, 100%. <laughs> I've been paid for this. I've been paid for Say this. Follow the script, John. Follow the script. But uh, no, man. But look, look, same as you, man. You know, we just gravitate towards you. You know what I mean? And that's what happens. You people that just understand life or just being true whatever the whatever the thing is and it just enlightens their soul like you know Leonard Cohen's quote just a crack in everything that's how the light gets in just on that point as well another thing that we haven't touched on is music the power of music mm. right in the morning what I'll generally do now I, I the first thing I do is a tune in the morning yeah. yeah, who's your go-to? What's your well? I, well, I generally just, I, I'm always on. You're a reggae you. man, well, re- reggae dub techno, anything hip hop, grime. Like so, I li- but I, in the morning I find for me music, the power mm. of music. Right, oh, you should you know tunes are so so important. Yeah, people it brings everyone together. Yeah. The power of music is something I think maybe goes a little bit under underestimated man. in your home. Like I say, you know, once again, if you're, you know, the power of music, the power yeah. of music. Because yeah. it brings so much soul. It brings yeah. your soul to life. Why do you think they call it soul music? Yes. Yeah, because it brings the soul to life. Yeah. So once again, so little things like that where you're like, you know, if you're trying to tap into different things that will help you, I think music is one of the biggest no-brainers. It's free. You can get it on the internet. You can get SoundCloud. You get whatever you want, you know, and you're always trying to curate and find new tracks, new music that inspire you, right? What are the things that are going to inspire you? How do you bring the inspiration out of you every single day? Mm. Yeah, we bring, you know, you've got your ways. If it's going to be through running, if it's doing through an Ironman, doing a Jiu-Jitsu competition, you know, you're trying to bring the inspiration through you're trying to bring the creativity through you every day yeah mm. try and draw a picture use ai art generators try and you know 
listen to but I think music is so so powerful I find even with work you know if you're working if you're training music put the headphones on and you can operate at such higher levels with music. Yeah, it's powerful, isn't yeah, it's it? Totally, but it goes, it goes unsaid a lot of the time, maybe with some things, but just, just the power of it. What, if you had to pick a song that describes your life, what would it be? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know, man, that's a tough question. I don't know. That's a good question. I, I, I wouldn't even, I don't know. I, I couldn't even answer that. I'd have to, I, I don't know. What stands out? Like, what's the song of John? If you had to pick a song to play to represent John's life? Oh, I don't know. I'm what? probably thinking maybe Bob wanted something Bob Marley. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe Bob. Yeah. Uh, this is I believe he's a prophet. He was a legend as well. He was a prophet. There was 100% he was bringing the message. And something I often said to you in the mats before was, isn't it interesting when you listen to that music, what they sang about 30 years ago, there's so much troubles in the world, the war, disease, poverty, yeah. government control, right, government censorship, all that stuff. The same problems that they had 30 years ago, we have today. It's wild, isn't it? You go back to World War Two. World, you know, the, the world has always had the same problems that we have, mm. okay? That we that we deal with today, okay? But it's almost like it's interesting when you go back and listen to some of that music back then, because you realise, wow, it was the exact. They're singing about the mm. same shit that we're going through it's today. It's wild, yeah. And they're, like they're mar- they're they're prophets, like Bob Marley, Jimi Hendrix, you know. Oh, Jimmy. Um, yeah, man, they were they were prophets. Like, and it's interesting. Really, a lot of them die young. A lot they of them die young. twenty. Yeah, J- Jimi Hendrix is twenty seven. Amy Winehouse. Yeah, you know, I was just thinking Amy Winehouse, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Erica, my wife loves lo- loves Amy Winehouse. She's an amazing, an amazing singer. But isn't it interesting with them as well? Because almost because they bring such energy to earth, right? Yeah. They brought so much of their soul to this earth. Yeah. And we listen to them. We every day go, oh my god, that's amazing. Yeah. You know, and they yeah, a lot of them can die young. Isn't that, that is a fact, that whole thing with the 27 Club is, is, it's, it is fascinating. Why do you think there's like a correlation between, say, addiction and just people that are connected like that, or people that are deep souls for creativity or spirituality? Is it like, is it that they just have this, this inclination towards higher power, but they replace it I with drink and drugs? I think every human being on this earth is an addict. Mm. All of us are addicts. Yeah. We're all addicts. I actually read a very, like very sad story about your man from Peaky Blinders. Do you hear that? No. The dude, Arthur. Okay. You know Shelby's brother with the moustache? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was caught in a pub in London at the weekend. Some guy went into the bar. He said he smelled crack cocaine fumes out of the toilets, the, the disabled toilets. Right. He went and told the bar manager. The bar manager rang the cops. Cops came into the pub and Arthur was lifted. I actually don't know if that's his real name in real life, but he got lifted with his mate. They had a 17-month-old baby with them and they were in the... Loads of crack, loads of diazepams, oh. loads of... Other program, the loads of just loads of stuff like some amphetamines on, on them. Yeah, they got arrested, and now what they're saying Jeez. is the whole of Peaky Blinders that they're making the new version is all they might have to rewrite the whole thing because wow. they can't put them in it anymore. And I was looking at him, and you know what? I'm going to go on this one as well now. He reminded me of my uncle John. My uncle John lived homeless on the streets of London for nine years, and I used to go and visit him outside the Victorian Albert Museum. And I'd gone, and he had all his teeth kicked in from people that just used to hate vagrants. And I used to go over and bring him money. He used to sit outside with them in the freezing cold in London, right? And my Uncle John died in the streets of London. But when I saw Arthur Shelby, I'll have to get his real name after, he, he just reminded me of my Uncle John. Wow. He just looked wild, yeah. right? And I was, and I, but at the same time, I said to Eric, I said, it's such a, it's so sad. Obviously, he's a fucking addict. He's an addict. And I'm so sorry for cursing. I said I wasn't going to cursing this. But he's an addict. He's an addict. Like, he's an addict. Clearly, you're not smoking crack in the jacks with a 17-month-old kid if you're not a bloody addict, mm-hmm. right? And you're, like, you're massively successful, famous, doing one of the greatest TV shows, right? Peaky Blinders. It's 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 epic. Yeah. Uh, and he's he's now destroyed his whole career. But, it, like, 
it's yeah look if someone had someone as in recovery myself I'm recovering addict like and uh, like it's it's mad man like when we were talking about this like like Amy Winehouse Jim Morrison Jimi Hendrix it's nearly like we have this uh, like talks about it in the, the, the literature for like re- in recovery of Alcoholics Anonymous that you know we have this spiritual malady we have this inner void this hole in the soul within us and we're just trying to fill it up with any means we can find it can be the drink can it be the drugs can it be the porn can it be the food and we just have this inner disconnection and I heard someone say recently that the opposite of addiction isn't abstinence the opposite of addiction is connection and like that if you can get a pure connection and regardless of money regardless of any materialistic thing but if you can get connection be it with another human being being able to have these conversations like this or the jiu-jitsu or the seedip or the hiking and it's just or, and obviously god and a higher power like it's about getting pure connections in life you know it's oh, like gosh. you can put vegetable oil in your car or you can put petrol in your car and it's just getting a more pure source and that for me has like helped me to get sober you know what i mean that was just all it was what well, i was getting it like i was getting it i don't know if i was trying to find god through alcohol or through drugs or try finding a higher power that i was seeking and gabber mate says the problem with addiction is that it, that it nearly works and that was the thing man the drink nearly worked it nearly got me to where i wanted to go you know what i mean but the problem is that when you nearly get there then the next one might help so the the Shelby, you know, he's he's on the crack, man. He has the kid, little baby with him. Right. You know, it's awful. But man, when you're in that, that's your normal. That's you're you're just in survivor mode. You're in that much pain that your morals and your oh, principles go out the window. That you don't see that reality. You don't see him in the toilet smoking crack and living, and, and, and an infant shop. with me. in the cop shop. Yeah, it's oh, wild. oh my god. But that's a man. That's a sadness of addiction. I mean, we're trying to replace. We're trying to just uh, fill up, fill up in, in a void with drinking, with drugs, or whatever it is. And, and like that, for me, if you can find the pure things in life to fill that void, and I don't understand as well, part of life is suffering. You know, part of life has gone through the pain and the struggle, but it's like, how can we navigate them things without turning to the drink or the drugs or to, to these, these self sabotaging? habits or behaviors you know how can we deal with a hard fight with me missus i'm gonna go oblivion on the drink or i can't pay that bill i'm gonna go and do all these drugs it's like well, how about we just sit with the pain sit with the discomfort and say right what's the next thing i can do can i go to the go for a run go for a walk listen to a few tunes do a bit of jiu-jitsu have a deep chat you know how can we improve the situation ask yourself the question without again. throwing in the grenade like well and let's just say this as well about going back to the friendship thing so let's talk about amy like amy winehouse so her story, from what I remember, your man Pete Doherty was a junkie as well, and they were all hanging out together. And I remember some of the videos from back, and like they were all smoking gear and doing crack, and it was a horrific scene they were in. But if you go back and think about her, the friends she had around her, your man Doherty and all those lads didn't give a monkey's about her. And they were all happy to see her kill herself, right? And they were all happy to sit around and take as much drugs together until one of them died, which they did. She ended up dying. But isn't it interesting as well when you go back to, like, the people you have around you, right? He was happy, like, so that, that and I've seen this with one of my own brothers, right? Which, when he was, this is years ago, with his group of friends, I remember just noticing, I was like, they'd happily have sat around with him and watched him kill himself, right, with drugs and alcohol. Yeah? As opposed to one of them standing up and going, guys, this is not good. So, in your life, it's once again, it's about trying to find those friends that are the ones that are going to stand up, right, and show leadership, yeah, and have the conviction to say, Colm or John, this isn't good, we need to do something, you know, we need to take a different path, because mm. there's be enough darkness around people where they're, 
where they'll happily sit around them and watch them watch their whole demise. Yeah. And sadly, with Amy, and what I also remember about her story as well was the father, right? Yeah, yeah. Rinsed her for every penny she had. Yeah, just yeah. saw her as a, as an asset to, to get money and wealth, right? Yeah, Which is once sad. again another you know goes back to those greed, right? The seven deadly sins, right? Mm. Greed, sloth, envy. What's yeah, the other ones? I don't know. But greed, yeah. you know. So he saw his daughter as a way to making money. Yeah. He didn't see her as a, as a, as his. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. then once again, I'm just these are just some vague yeah. memories. But I remember the dad basically had sold her out and was like just using her to sort of to, to, to make coin off her. So these are things in life you need to be thinking about. You know, the groups of people that you have around you, you know, your friends that you have around you, and ultimately going back to do they have my best intentions at heart, right? And yeah. if they don't, yeah, you need to switch that up. Yeah, 100% man. It is. It's the circles that we keep because they will normalize your behaviors. You know yes. what I mean? They, they, it's behaviors, beliefs, opinions. They're like they're contagious, you know, and it's all about the bit like we're a tribal species, so we'll morph into the people around us, you know what I mean? And like it's like that, like it's really hard to get sober, change your life when you're surrounded in with people. What did you say to them right when they were giving you the word? You said if you sit around with four smokers, you become the fifth smoker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you hang around, if you roll with five savages, you become, you become the become sixth the savage. savage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's it, man. And like you can't heal in the same environment that got you sick. You know, and you need to get away from the old, the old friends, the old pubs, the old girlfriends, the triggers out there. And I've seen this, man. We were volunteering with the homeless over COVID out in town. And you'd see these guys, and they'd, they'd end up getting locked up and go to prison. But they'd come out and they'd look great. They got, they'd done all these courses. They got all their papers. They're looking clean and fresh. And they're out trying to get jobs. They couldn't get jobs. And eventually, they go back to the old circles, the old friends, the old behaviours, the old drugs, the old results. And again, they're back on the street again. And it was just this like, cycle yeah and like and it's that thing that we can go like it's a community that we keep that eventually like my dad you say to me as well you know about, about the, the alcohol you know and hang around the pubs you know if you if you sit around the barbers long enough you're going to get a haircut like you know and that's the thing that we you know if you, <laughs> Love that. yeah but that's the thing like if you're hanging around with these old friends and that are kind of like not just the friends but even even not even just the friends man the the, 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 the thoughts and the beliefs and the negativity that we have in our heads and the old habits like I, I like I had to change everything about myself man you know and, and, and but it started like how many people do you know that are going to rehab or going to going to treatment and they're doing great in treatment and then they go out they come out and then like they slowly gravitate towards the old friends and the old behaviours because it wasn't just the alcohol and the drugs it was the lifestyle that came with it it was the ducking the dodging the deceiving the, the madness the stimulation the you know the chaos that was addictive as well that came with all the drinking the drugs and all of it like you know what yeah. I mean and, and, and was getting away from all of that way of life and getting look for me I had to get used to like the 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 the, the quietness of life because that like you man I was ADHD my whole life was just always like chaos you know and when I got sober then like no chaos in my life like I went from getting chased by guards and girl for ex girlfriends and and fucking drug dealers and then I was sober and I'm standing in Tesco wondering what brand of toilet paper I want to buy you know and it's like it's and there's a great scene actually from the Hurt Locker man I thought this was powerful so this guy he's like a bomb diffuser and he's in the middle of Afghanistan and he's he's, he's digging and next thing he gets this he pulls out this mine which lands on top of him and it starts clicking the timer starts going off and then he looks up and he sees this suicide bomber driving a car towards him and then all the American snipers are out trying to shoot the suicide bomber to stop him from hitting the mine and it's just madness and chaos and your man's there Jesus doesn't know what to do but eventually he defuses the bomb to get the suicide bomber and, he, and, and the next day he gets discharged the war's over and he's back home he's in Walmart with his with his daughter she's picking 
picking out cereal, but she uh, he drops the cereal and he turns around as if it was a bomb just about to go off, but it was just a cereal hitting the ground. PTSD. But it, essentially, PTSD. But that's it. That a lot of us, when we've been through certain situations in life, it's about let like we have to do that bit of healing and give ourselves a bit of time to get used to this new way of life because our brain was so built for the war, the chaos, or the depression, or the anxiety, or the fear. And now it's just getting used to this way of life. And, and you said it earlier, it's about convincing yourself that it's it's okay. Everything's going to work Everything's out. It's all okay. And getting, and then, breathe, yeah, breathe. You know, yeah, breathe. Just, breathe. just relax. And, yeah. You know, calm and know that everything's going to work out. No matter what's going on, no matter the situations that you're drowning in, whatever it is, it's always going to work out. You've got this far. If you're still alive and you've got this far, you've won 100% of your days. You know what I mean? Like you've you've survived a hundred percent of those hard days, yeah. and that's the thing. And, and it's like, like this too shall pass. Just keep going forward. And I heard a great acronym for hope: is hold on, pain ends. You know, so when you're going through that struggle, it's just breathe. You know, and just keep going and keep going forward. And and that's the beauty, you know, of like meeting people like you is that you can have these type of conversations that no matter where you're at in life, you're like, oh yeah, maybe. Maybe that thing's not as, as overwhelming as I thought. You know what I mean? Maybe which, which you do for me as well, believe it or not. You do that for we inspire each other. Well, once again, not that we just inspire each other. Like we would inspire, you know, whatever. I'm just speaking maybe more about our gym at the moment. But like you know, we all try and inspire each other in different ways. Yeah, yeah. In different ways, we all try to inspire each other in different ways, and yeah. that's that's what you know. That's so so powerful that yeah. you're trying to inspire each other with different ways, right? You know, you inspired me, and once again, I'm not going to be. I want I wanted to say this as well, but. You went to Rome recently, and you you came second in the European Championships. Well, you made it all the way to the finals, right? In what is one of the most brutal, grueling. Uh, people can't understand the anxiety levels of going onto one of those mats, okay? And not let alone do it once, but you've done six fights on the day, okay? Made it all the way to the finals, right? The anxiety alone. Of doing that, and I've done it not at the Europeans, but I've done it up in the sports center. I know the anxiety is is palpable, okay. But you know, you put yourself through all that, dude. You know that inspires me so much. That inspires me to tell me that story. What you told me about that, I've told me mates. I sent the picture of you on the podium to me mates. I've sent it to me missus. I've sent it to everybody. You know, so we all try to inspire each other, right? And that's a great thing in life. You know, find those people that inspire you. Find the music that inspires you. The films that inspire you. The poetry that inspires you. The art that inspires you. The creativity that inspires you. You know, the wonder of the world that inspires you. Yeah, and really try and tap into that inspiration. Yeah. And every day find something new. You know, we also talk about this thing which is quite funny about trying to keep reinventing ourselves, yeah. trying to stay relevant. So I'd have the crack, you know, I'm 43, but like, you know, we'd always have jokes, you know, us trying to stay relevant. Roy, the type of music that we listen you're to. You're the right? best looking for. Do we stick shut up? Shut up. The like, man how is do we model. stay relevant? Or how do you stay relevant? Yeah. You know, because you don't want to be like, oh, that's your man from the 1980s, man. He's still wearing the denim jacket and all that. He's still got the earring in and everything. Uh, so, but you know, someone's getting, how do you stay relevant? Uh, you know, so once again, I think that's about, by trying to stay inspired. You've got to try and stay, keep that fresh energy coming in, right? And where, where you know, and, and how you tap into it. Yeah. But the most important way is with the friends, the people that you hang around, people that you train with. Yeah. And we all inspire each other. So I think that's a very, very powerful thing, no? Yeah. You inspire, you know, and, and that's that's how we keep pushing ourselves forward. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. how we keep getting better at what we do, right? Between 
our training, right, and our martial arts is because we keep pushing each other forward. Oh, when I go against you, man, I'm, I'm giving you everything, bro. I'm trying to, I'm doing everything to choke you out. Yeah, I'm not giving you the goods column. I'll just kind of go easy. No, I'm not, man. I'm giving you yeah. everything. <laughs> you know, I'm hitting harder. I'm hitting harder against yeah, you than yeah, ever. Yeah. And there's times where I roll around after going, you know, you just kind of get back going, wow, that was like, yeah. you know, and so, well, 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 even at that point as well, I often find as well when you're pushing yourself, I find when I, it's, it's helped me a lot with grief. Two things that have helped me a lot with grief. One is yoga and two is jiu-jitsu okay because i find when you push yourself so so hard to the point of collapse you nearly start crying yeah it's been yeah. a point that i remember in the some moves in yoga there was be one move we do in the background yoga and you when you're reaching over the top and i think it opens up your whole heart chakra and i when i always do that move like and i'm semi like i just stream water in my eyes and it's like i just Beautiful. feel it's opened up all the emotions in my whole chakra system and it's just like i'm just crying yeah yeah, yeah. but it's good that's good i yeah. need to do it right because it's my emotional etheric body system needs to cry it's just like the emotion is coming out of me yeah you know and we all have that emotion inside us mm-hmm. so it goes back to you know and this may be more of a message to men that females are probably better than this right but then able to be okay with your emotions yeah. it's okay to cry yeah? yeah, it's okay to feel like that. So, but also sport, you know, and the more you push yourself in different parts of life, it can help bring that out of you, right? Bring that because you want to bring that right up to the surface, yeah? Because mm. you don't want to fester inside you. And another funny story is I brought my mate Robbie to yoga once, Bikram Yoga, and he, he and Bikram Yoga is in 90 minutes okay. in, a, in a sauna, basically. Yeah. 90 minutes, and it's brutally hard, right? He'd never done it before, brought him into it. And he said after the class, like, and you would have a spiritual experience. Like, there's just no doubt about it. Like, it is because you're opening up all, you know, your chakras, your heart chakra, heart chakra, stomach chakra, all that crack. It opens it, rips everything wide open. He says he went outside after and he said he felt something coming out of him and that he was going to burst out crying. Wow. And he said he felt, he said it was coming out of his stomach and he was, and he, he was just going to burst out crying. And what he'd done was, he said, you know what he'd done? He pushed it right back down inside him. <laughs> and I was like, Robbie, dude, you weren't yeah, meant yeah, to yeah. do that, man. You meant it was coming. You were meant to just, just let it out. Yeah. But he says, no, I have to be like a man. And he's kind of like, he's still, you know, hadn't taken the advice, but he pushed it right back down inside him. Now, I think he worked on it since, but it's just interesting. You know, so I think we all carry different baggages of emotions, yeah, right? Yeah. Inside you. And you got to think about how am I transmuting that energy, yeah. right? Because we're all taking energy in, be it positive, be it negative, be it sad, be it fucking this, be it that. But you figure out how am I transmuting that energy out? So if you put something, you know, it's got to be like, how does it flow through? Mm. Well, how does it flow? Because the energy's got to flow, yeah? What's coming into you has to flow out the other way. Yeah. To keep things moving, to keep things fresh, mm. to keep things moving, yeah? So there you go. That's, I don't know where that came from, what that was yeah. all about there. But anyway, there was something in what I've just said there. Yeah, that's, no, that's powerful, man. It really is. And like that, yeah, we do, I think it's that conditioning, man. We're so used to suppressing stuff. You know, maybe I think it's like the, the upbringing you get in Ireland. It's like the, like, it doesn't matter about the madness going on in the house once the, the neighbours don't find out. So as a kid, you kind of internalise that. You grow up and you're like, don't let people know that you're depressed or you get anxious. Because no one really talks. But like, when I was in the pub with the lads, like, you wouldn't hear like, here, Anto gets a point of feeling insecure. Like, yeah. you know, <laughs> not, like you know what I mean no one yeah, talks yeah, about yeah, yeah, so you yeah. think if you're feeling anxious depressed you're the only one going through because no one's putting a hand up and saying no. does anyone else get this feeling of loneliness all yeah, the what's time what's anxiety yeah 
what is it? Oh, did you try taking some flat seven up? That why will, is my uh, hand shaking? Yeah, yeah, why do, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why am I getting heart palpitations? Why am I getting panic attacks? Why do I like not want to live anymore? Like, you know, and all these things that no one discusses or talks about. And you don't want to be a bird, you don't want to be the weirdo. Go, hey, does anyone else get the pre- don't look, wreck the yeah, bush? John, John gets suppressed. What a sap, like, you yeah, know, and it's like, head. and so you just suppress it and put it in just down another point or just crack another joke, and you know, and, and, and then it takes someone to set the tone. And I think that's why, you know, when we first met, I think one of us had said something fucking really profound and deep. And then we just started playing this, like, game of tennis of talking, like, really deep conversations. And that's and that's how we just roll now. And I think that's the thing when it sets the tone. When you're, like, there was a group of us in a sauna the other day, you know, and then straight away, one of the lads was just having this talk about addiction. He's saying he struggled with alcohol. Next thing we were having this fucking, like, group therapy session. Like, all these men, jiu-jitsu, MMA, and trail runners, talking about mental health and good, addiction and insecurities good. but it took one person to set the tone good. like if you were that guy up there talking about what oh, you heard clubs even Liverpool then that's the tone of the conversation but someone was showing their vulnerabilities said here I'm depressed I'm using alcohol I'm, I'm a relationship I was in was after breaking up and I'm devastated and whatever and that set the tone and everyone was just talking about that good. you know and it was uh, it's powerful to see so just for anyone listening like if you're feeling something throw it out there say to someone because yes. you could be saving their life you yes. could be like waiting they were waiting for someone to t- open up and talk about it and it's just and that's how it, and that's 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 the beauty of it like if you can you know set, you can be the spark that just sets it all off then to be able to normalize having the conversations be the leader yeah be the yeah. leader you know once again what you're bringing like, there's no such thing as coincidences yeah the fact that we're having this conversation today not a coincidence, dude. And I know yeah. we've been saying about this doing this for, for a while, but like you know, so but I do believe even today when it's come up here, it's like, oh, do you know what, man? We're just whatever whatever's going to be will be, right? Yeah. We're just gonna be be in the present moment together, we're just gonna see what flow and just gonna see what comes out. Uh but I knew when I, I knew what we were gonna do it though, that like good things are gonna come out, right? Because we're both just sharing as two spirits, two wise spirits on this earth, we're just sharing experiences around yeah. like, you know, things that have helped us come through life to this point have helped other people and there's no such thing as coincidences right so all the things that are going to happen in your life all the things that happened to you to this point are all if you're like it's 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 a miracle the fact that we're even sitting here right now yeah on this earth right having this conversation right the odds of it happening and us both being here right now it's billions to one it's powerful. couldn't even bloody imagine it it's powerful. you know so so within that then you need to understand there's no such thing as coincidences yeah. you know what's going to happen is going to happen and what's going to be will be but know that it's going to be okay right and stick with the breath keep breathing I love that. keep breathing and keep loving everyone yeah. keep loving everyone around you i love that Right, I want to ask you a few quick fire questions. Go. Well, how are we looking for time? Okay, we're good. good. Right, for you today, what's your what's the meaning of happiness? The meaning of happiness. Mm. The meaning of happiness is living your li- living your highest purpose and being in tune with your highest purpose. And the highest purpose is what you are on this earth to do. Okay, with the meaning. Of, why am I on this earth? Okay, who am I here to help? Right, we're all here to help people. We're all here to help guide people, and we're all here here to try and grow as a spirit. So, it's about growth, personal growth, awareness, and loving one another. Okay, loving one another, supporting one another, and ultimately, if I'm to break it all down, it's about helping people. Okay, it's about helping other people and being there for other people and being a rock for other people, and knowing no matter what happens, no matter how dark the days are, that we will all be there for each other. 
we'll yeah. all be beside each other shoulder to shoulder no matter what happens I'll carry anybody's bloody coffin I'll even carry my own coffin <laughs> sorry about the whole death thing there you go I love it man um, what's the greatest advice you've ever gotten this came for me I would say love everything in the now always mm, I love that you said that to me before love everything in the now always, always. so everything is in life it is, yeah, and the most important thing as well is love yourself right Without see, you have to love yourself first before you can help other people. Mm. Okay, but you have to love yourself and understand that you have compassion for yourself. Be show compassion, show empathy, be generous. Yeah, the more you give out in this earth, the more you will get back in this earth. Mm. Okay, the more you can be thankful for in this earth, the more you're opening up for for life to give you more. Mm. So the more you can recognize the things that you have in your life, be it a loaf of bread or a slice of ham, that you are thankful for that slice of ham or whatever it is, the more you are opening up that life will be able to give you more because you've recognized, right? And you've shown gratitude for what is what is with us today. That's powerful. And I'm grateful for you today, Colin. I'm, I'm so happy. You, I'm grateful that you're with me today. I'm so grateful for that. Man, great. great. I love the bones off you. What's what's the worst advice? Is this just a love buzz between you and me? Now? This it is, is man. It's getting awkward now. Love buzz. Go go kill. Right. What's the worst advice you've ever gotten? I don't know. It's a, the, well, it's a terrible question, man. The, what's the worst advice I've ever gotten? Uh, I don't know. Don't know. It's a tough one. The worst. I don't know. I don't know. Pass. Pass. Okay. If you go back to your twenty-year-old self, what advice would you give yourself? Don't gamble. Don't gamble? Don't gamble. Okay. What's your number one book recommendation? Let's let's stick, I'm going to stick, because I think what, what encapsulates what we've said today is the power of Nabi Eckhart Tolle. Eckhart Tolle. Let's go with that. What legacy do you want to leave behind? I want my children to grow up knowing that their father loved them, that their father was just there for them to help them grow as, as human beings, and that there is always yeah like training martial arts running cycling getting out in nature you know just being i just uh, yeah just being just i don't know that's a, that's a tough one the legacy has to be a legacy of you of of, of union for everyone like that we're all around each other and that we're all we're all there for each other Another fantastic movie is like Stand By Me, you know. So once again, we all stand beside each other. Yeah. Uh, community. Community is the legacy. Community. Yeah, community. The community of love, the community of family, you know, and always, know, you know, family is everything. So if I'm to bring it right, boil it right back down, yeah, your family, the people that are around you. There you go. Beautiful. Okay. And last question. I'm a, we're going to take a second stab at this one. What's the song that will summarize John's life? What's the song? What's your anthem? We had to pick one Bob song. Bob Marley, get up, stand up. Get up, stand, stand up, up. Don't stand give up, up the fight. Oh, man. John. Don't give up the fight, man. That's You're it. Don't give up the fight. A yeah. shout out to Phil Carney as well from the BJJ. Phil Carney, the absolute legend. Shout out to Darryl Connell, Marcus Field, and all the lads. All the shout boys. Shout out to everybody. Thanks for everything. We love you all. I uh, love my wife, Erica. Shout out to all the kids, Davey, Holly, Alana. Uh, shout out to everybody today. We love you all so much. This message goes out to everyone today. We love you all. Have an amazing Sunday. And yeah, do something good. Love yourself and yeah it's been amazing i hope that whatever oh. we've said today i hope everybody enjoyed this whatever there you go this was i can't believe we made it happen we finally, thought we finally did it we, we finally, finally did it. done it man and it's been worth every every I way i hope so i hope so oh, i man. hope people have enjoyed listening to it anyway you're an absolute gem thank, thank god you. people got to hear the man and get the roll away this is the man that chokes me out every day and it's I an try absolute, to, try to, it's try an to. absolute pleasure try to, try to. <laughs> i love you so much bro folks thanks god bless thank you john o.
Thank you, Colin.